0: Hello, and welcome to another veterinary team training podcast. My name is Amy Newfield. I'm both the host and owner of Vet Team Training. Please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts, as well as my continuing education website for veterinary professionals at vetteamtraining.com. Today, I want to talk about being angry. Have you ever been angry? Do you know someone who's been angry? I'm sure we've all been angry. I don't know anybody on the planet who hasn't been angry. I mean, children are angry when they're tiny little babies. You're angry at some point in your life. Um, But I really want to talk about the importance of healthy anger. And I know that sounds so strange, right? Because you feel like that can't be a thing, right? Anger's negative. Anger sucks your energy away from you. Anger can't be healthy, Amy, but actually it can actually be healthy. So I want to talk to you about healthy anger. What is the difference between unhealthy and healthy? And for some of you, you already know it because you've lived it. You know the difference between the two. For me, I'm going to share some examples of how I've been in unhealthy anger and places that I've been utilizing that anger and in a very healthy manner. So it's very interesting because we've had this sort of anger movement. And in the 1970s, a lot of psychologists, a lot of therapists actually advocated that the healthiest expression of anger was just to kind of put it all out there. You shouldn't hold anger in. You should let it out. You should release it. And in the 1970s, there was this huge push by psychologists to basically have people express their anger. Again, if we look back kind of at history, you know, 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, definitely a more prim and proper time. We didn't express anger to the degree at which we did. And then in the 1970s, psychologists truly believed that if we just put it out there, in actuality, we would be able to get rid of anger better, that that would be the healthier thing to do. And unfortunately, what ended up happening in the subsequent decades, they actually found out that unfortunately it actually escalated the anger. It provoked anger in other people and it actually increased one's stress, including people who heard about someone getting angry or being angry to increase their stress. And so how do we manage anger? Because you know, there's two thought processes. Do we keep it in? Do we bottle it in? Do we let it out? What does that feel like? And what is the healthy way to express anger? So now that we're in the 2020s, psychologists have actually come up with four ways that people express anger. Three out of the four are deemed unhealthy. They are aggressive, passive-aggressive, oh, I'm very guilty of passive-aggressive, and suppressive, mm, I'm guilty of that one too, I just don't want to talk about it, I'm just going to bottle it up and pretend like it's not happening. But the fourth one is actually healthy anger. And so that is called assertiveness, and that's interesting. So again, the four ways that we express anger, aggressive, passive-aggressive, suppressive, and assertive, and the assertive kind is considered a healthy form of anger. So let's dive into each one of these kinds, okay? So we have the aggressive. I think everybody knows what aggressive anger is. You can be direct. You can be forceful you're going to get loud. You are going to express your opinions. You do not care about other people's feelings. At this point, you are just going to be really argumentative. Uh, You're going to bicker with somebody. You're going to be strong-willed. You might throw things. You might be physically intimidating. You might actually get in a physical altercation, but aggressive is exactly what it sounds like. Very unhealthy type of anger. So if you're someone who leans into the aggressive kind be aware that's not healthy that's unhealthy okay passive aggressive oop me i'm guilty i do this a lot i got to not do this because this is not a healthy kind passive aggressive you become silent knowing it irritates the garbage out of people you might be sulking you might be pouting you use biting sarcasm to get your point across. Oh my gosh, I'm definitely guilty of this one. It's not a healthy type of anger for sure. When I am passive aggressive, I realize I'm ticked off, but I'm going to hit you up with some snarky one-liners. I am going to go ahead and tell you everything's fine, and then I'm going to talk about you behind your back. That's that's what I'm going to do, so it's not okay. Uh, people who are passive aggressive tend to intentionally... Uh, miss things or intentionally not do things or blame other people for their mistakes or, again, complaining about people behind their backs, sabotaging things on purpose, just little slights of hand to to say, I am angry and I'm just not going to do this one thing so you know I'm ticked off, right? Like I might not respond to a text. Even though I'm a highly communicative person, I'm going to ignore it for a couple days and then I'm going to respond because I know that ticks you off. That's the passive aggressiveness, right? All right. Suppressive. I can't say I do this often. I probably should do this more often. But again, unhealthy type of anger. So suppressive, you don't like other people knowing your personal problems. And when you're frustrated, you want to just kind of say, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. So you're going to try to suppress your anger. You're going to be like, it's not a big deal. Even though you're impatient and you want things done a certain way, you're just going to let it go and you're going to bottle up. And what happens is, unfortunately, This causes you to silently be angry all the time. And this anger can cause depression. It can cause moodiness. You might live on the edge of exploding. You might, you know, yell at just a wall or something like that. And you start to question whether or not your opinions, are they valid? You know, you feel like you might be working or doing more than everybody else. But of course, you don't want to share your feelings. You're going to suppress it. You're avoiding conversations around sensitive subjects. And you feel like you're paralyzed, like you're just stuck in this horrible situation rather than expressing any sort of anger. So those are the three unhealthy kinds of anger. And when we think about those, hopefully some of you are like, yeah, I um, I might be guilty of those, Amy. Yeah, you are probably guilty of those at some point. Most of us have done almost every single one of those things, right? You are flat out aggressive where you're just screaming at some. You're passive aggressive where you're trying to do something snarkily. You are suppressing your anger and then you're feeling angry. You're just not gonna let anybody else know you're angry about it. So what's the healthy one? That's called assertive. Now let's talk about that. So when you're frustrated, when you're really angry, you're going to want to talk about it in a healthy manner. And you're still angry, but you're going to communicate it in a way that doesn't blame others doesn't make you seem threatening or intimidating, definitely is not passive-aggressive. You're going to be honest about the feelings of anger without being forceful or meek, you know, so you're not going to be suppressing it, but you're also not going to be aggressive. This goes back to emotional intelligence. And if you haven't taken a class in emotional intelligence, or if you haven't started your own personal journey in improving your own emotional intelligence, I want this to be the catalyst that you start doing that. So when we say emotional, there's a certain percentage of people that are like, I don't want to be more emotional, Amy. It has nothing to do with that. Emotional intelligence is having the intelligence to express your emotions in a healthy manner so that they don't harm you or harm others. Now, let me be very clear. You're always going to have emotions when somebody dies or something tragic happens. You're going to be sad. You're going to have grief. If you get in a car accident, you know, unfortunately, your adrenaline's gonna go through the roof, your amygdala's gonna start freaking out, and you're gonna have chemical imbalances that cause you to either fight or flight, right? Like, it's very hard to suppress that. But truly emotional intelligence people... They'll still be angry, but they have the ability to analyze their anger, analyze their anger, and again, we're all in medicine, we're all in science, so you can appreciate an analytical individual to kind of sit back and go, why am I angry? Why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? And I personally am eternally grateful that I discovered later on in life, I wish I had gotten this insight and emotional intelligence was when I was younger, that Screaming, the actual act of verbally screaming at someone really only hurts you and may hurt the other person, but really it does a lot of damage to yourself. You Give away all your energy, you're exhausted by the end of it, and really you tend not to accomplish anything. I can't remember in my younger years having a screaming match with somebody and then at the end of it going, oh, that was completely justified, I feel 100% great about what just happened, thank goodness I yelled at that person because now everything is resolved. Nope, nothing ended up being resolved. I still felt like garbage. I was emotionally drained. And I look back and think, wow, I could have just not yelled because I wasted my time, I wasted my energy. Again, there's very few people who at the end of a screaming match, goes, wow, this is why we yell because at the end I feel so good and I accomplished everything I wanted to out of that screaming match. So knowing that and, and having that, again, emotional intelligence to say, maybe screaming doesn't get you anywhere. Now I'm at a point where my life, where I can say to friends or family members, I am really angry. I need to stop this conversation. I need to think about everything you just said and everything that just happened because I'm really ticked off right now. And that is how I end the conversation. Still gets the same point across. The person knows I'm really angry, but without the actual aggressiveness of actually screaming. I hope that resonates with some of you and it is one of those like light bulb moments where you're like, yeah, that makes sense. I never feel good at the end of screaming. At the end of screaming, I'm so exhausted and I haven't accomplished most of what I wanted to get done. So again, going back to that emotional intelligence. And so the assertive anger person will address sensitive subjects without insisting on being right hopefully working towards resolving that conflict mutually. And here's the big one about the assertive anger person. You have the ability to forgive. That's huge. And above all else, you are respectful. So really, why am I doing this podcast? And I think it's because I had one of those recent epiphany moments where someone told me I shouldn't hold on to anger. And I paused for a minute and thought to myself, no, my anger is healthy. And I went down a weird rabbit hole into many different um, psychologist articles, a lot of data-driven studies, which was really fantastic. Just the trajectory of how we express anger in this country. So again, most of the data I was looking at is from the United States. And just, again, that 1970s push of let it all out. And then in the 80s and 90s, they were like, rain some of that back in, You're, you're, it's a little bit too much. Anyway, when this person said to me, you need to not be so angry. You need to let that go. And in my head, I immediately thought, but my anger is healthy. I was so happy to find a lot of articles, a lot of science, and actually some terminology that centered around healthy anger. So this is kind of the two sides of this story. I've talked about how in my younger years, I might've screamed at people. And this is what unhealthy anger looks like. Unhealthy anger is when I'm driving along and, um, I, 20 something year old Amy Newfield driving along on a highway. Someone comes up behind me, honking their horn and tailgating me immediately. I thought this person's doing me wrong. They're out to get me. We could get in a car accident and this could be this person's fault. I got angry about it. I go ahead, pull over into the next lane, let them go by instead of just leaving it there the aggressive angry amy newfield would pull in right behind that person start honking my horn and i'd show them i'd tailgate them back and i'd show them exactly what they had done to me flip them off a million different times and when i got to my destination i'd complain to everybody in a like really upset voice about this jerk on the highway and how we almost got in a car accident but don't worry because i tailgated him and this person was a complete asshole and blah, blah, blah. And I'm pretty sure those people listening to this story were like, you're a lunatic. And I got myself so worked up over nothing. My, I was literally at times shaking over these events that really meant nothing in life. I also look back, you know, at smaller things, whether it be a boyfriend or, you know, a family member that had done these things to me that I felt like were perceived injustices where I would physically get actually angry about it in an aggressive manner and want to take it out on them and be like, I'm going to show them they're completely wrong. And I look back and I realize... I definitely did not process anger in a healthy manner. And then when I started down this like emotional intelligence journey, and I don't even think I realized there was a term for it. I just wanted to learn how to process my feelings a lot better. Again, I started reading about anger and how there's a healthy anger and there's a way to process it. So fast forward to me trying to publish a book. Okay. So I've got this crazy idea. I want it to be called Oops, I Became a Manager as many of you are aware, it has become a book. It is a real book. It has sold thousands and thousands of copies. Um, And I've had a lot of pinch me moments, right? Like a lot of pinch me moments where I'm like, I can't believe my little book that no one believed in is doing very well. So some of you know this story, but a lot of you don't. I went to a large number of publishers and uh, pretty much all of them and said, hi, my name's Amy. I've been publishing for quite some time. I've written book chapters. I would like to go out and do this in my book. Um, I have a master's in management leadership. Would you be interested in editing and being the publisher of my book? And the answer I got every single time was no. It wasn't just no, it was that book will never sell. That was my, and I look back and can laugh at that. That book will never sell. There is no audience for it. Um, Absolutely not. Like very negative responses. And I started getting angry about it. I started getting angry about it, but I didn't yell at them. I didn't tell them they were stupid or you don't know what you're talking about and I'm going to prove you wrong. Instead, I took the time to analyze my anger. Why am I angry? Because there's a roadblock to my success. And when I thought about that statement, I realized that's why I'm so angry at these companies. I'm so angry at them because someone is trying to stop me from being successful. And that anger really was the catalyst to say, hold on, let's analyze this. And now Amy, figure out you're angry at these companies what what can you do can you call them up and yell at them no that's not going to help anything can you you know passively aggressively you know show them nope that's probably not going to do anything do you want to just suppress this feeling no i don't because it's a passion project of mine i believe in this project I want to get this book written. I I do feel like it's going to be successful. I do think they're wrong. So what do I need to do? I need to figure out an alternative path. And utilizing my anger at these many publishing companies, I was able to say, you know what? They're not going to be a roadblock to my success. I'm going to find a path all on my own they might've said no. And yeah, I'm very angry with them for saying no, because it wasn't just one that turned me down. It was all of them (laughs) who have turned me down. Um, I was able to look back and go, you know what? Amy, take your destiny into your own hands. And that really is the assertive anger, right? When we look at the assertive anger, Then we're able to say, I want to do something and be productive with my anger. So you can use anger to do many different things. You can use it to harm yourself. You can potentially harm others. But the other thing you can do is use it to make yourself hugely successful or get yourself out of a rut. One of the things that I always say when I'm talking to, you know, veterinary professionals when they're really burned out, Let's talk briefly about burnout, right? I think if you've been in this profession for even a couple of years, you might start to feel a little crispy. Smoke is coming out of your ears. There's a perceived injustice. Your employer is asking you to work longer and longer hours. They're not paying you enough. You have a huge you know, patient to technician nurse ratio. Um, you're seeing cases and you're staying late. You're not spending time with your friends and family. The clients are so demanding. Everyone is saying, you're money grubbing. You're only in this business for money, but you have no money. It doesn't make you feel good good. So let's go down that path of burnout because for some of you, those words are really triggering. You're like, yep, those are exactly the thoughts I've had in me. And the reason why they resonate with you is because I also have had them in my career. I've thought the same thing. And you start getting angry with burnout. That's the thing. You become angry burnout where you start blaming others, where you start saying things like this hospital doesn't deserve me. They don't pay me enough. These clients are you know, atrocious. Someone should do something about these clients. Someone should go ahead and help me. I want you to pause. I think some of you hopefully had that moment where you're like, I'm getting it now. There's four types of anger, right? You can be aggressive. You can be passive-aggressive. The passive-aggressive burnout, by the way, looks like you start showing up to work a little bit late or you just forget to do X, Y, and Z, but you know you purposely forgot, and I put bunny ears around forgot, um, you purposely just didn't do it. And then when people ask you, you go, oh, I must've been, I didn't do it because I'm so busy. As you know, I work 60 hours this week. That is still anger, right? (laughs) Or you're trying to suppress it. It's not going well. So those are the three unhealthy kinds. Or you can take your life back, and you can be assertive angry about your burnout, and you can realize no one's coming to save you. Nobody is. If you want to get out of your own burnout, that means you're going to have to do something about it. So take that anger and become assertive for yourself. Once you realize how impactful you can be to yourself, then you win, and then your anger will go away because you solve your own problem. Anytime that I've ever been upset or depressed or even severely anxious, and I'm in that dark pit. I'm in that dark, dark, dark deep pit. And I'm sad and I'm lonely. Anger has been the thing to get me the hell out of it. At some point, something inside of me goes, I don't like the way I feel. I don't want to be in the pit. And who's coming to save me? No one. And that's where I get assertive for myself myself. And I think this is really important for all of us to realize the difference between the unhealthy and the healthy anger, because the healthy anger is important. It is the driver for so many things that we do, right? It's literally why we decide maybe sometimes to get a new job or to set boundaries or to get ourselves out of our anxiety, our depression, and we have the ability to then say, I don't like how I feel. I'm going to go talk to someone I'm going to put myself on medication or I'm going to sleep better or I'm going to stop drinking as much. Whatever it is, it tends to be the anger and the assertiveness to helping ourselves that is the driver of so much good. And so I look back at that conversation with somebody who said to me, Amy, you can't be angry all the time. And I paused and I said, but this is the angry that makes me productive. It makes me assertive to help myself. This is the anger that is the catalyst to so many great things. But it is because of the emotional intelligence that I have that I'm going to use it for good and not evil. So we all get angry. We all have that emotional state that involves a variety of intensity, right? Like just I'm mildly irritated to I'm just furious. I'm raging right now. We all have had that actual feeling. And it can be caused by either internal or external events. There's a lot that happens. And how we respond to that anger is the make it or break it thing, right? Like we can't physically lash out. We really should not be screaming. It's only harmful to us and it's going to damage relationships. But instead, we can use that anger to go ahead and consciously and sometimes unconsciously make decisions in our life that will benefit us, right? As crazy as it sounds, healthy anger is kind of this fresh emotion. It's this thing that all of a sudden you kind of have, again, those light bulb moments in your head or a redirection of your path. And it is the anger that sets you on this new path. It is the anger that says, you're not going to tell me what I can't and cannot do. I'm going to go ahead and do this and you can't stop me and I'm going to prove you wrong. It's the anger that says, I don't like feeling burned out all the time. I'm angry about my workplace environment. I am putting my foot down. I am setting boundaries. I am taking my life back. That's the healthy anger and it feels good when we do those things because we're doing it for ourselves, we're becoming assertive for ourselves. And that's not selfish. Let me be very clear. Anger isn't healthy when we bottle it up or when we start yelling at each other. And it's definitely not healthy when we're passive aggressive, even though I'm going to admit that I have to say sometimes it's really fun. (laughs) I know, that's terrible. I'm going to be my own worst enemy and just be totally honest and vulnerable. That, yes, sometimes passive aggressiveness, Amy, comes out. And I know that's not healthy anger. But that said, healthy anger does help with your anger problem. Because when it drives you down the correct path, when you become assertive to yourself, the anger goes away. The anger goes away because you solve your own problem by being Healthy angry. And that's like a complete revelation in the anger department. So when we just outrightly say to people, anger isn't healthy, you've got to get rid of anger, you can't live your life angry. There's many different types of anger, and a lot of that is true in how you communicate your anger, but a lot of it is not true. So you have to figure out which path of anger do you want to be on? Are you on the path of anger that's going to help you help yourself? Are you on the, help, uh, the path of anger that's going to hurt you? And that if you're on the path that's going to hurt you, stop and realize that you're angry about being on the wrong path, and then take the path... Of anger that helps you. I know the irony is ever present. I look at a lot of the amazing things that have really helped to help the planet or change the trajectory of human rights things. And it's usually about someone who sees something and gets angry about it. You know, you see trash in the ocean and it upsets you and it upsets you. And you say, why are people throwing trash? How is trash ending up in the ocean? What does this look like? And I'm angry about it Now I'm going to use that to become assertive in fixing something. You look at, you know, even human rights violations and you see something that doesn't feel good. You get angry about it and you use it to be productive. So I hope that this podcast helps you. It's a little bit different than what I usually do. But, um, you know, again, for me, it struck a nerve when someone said, you just can't keep being angry. And I thought, but I'm not venting to anyone. I'm not passive aggressive. I'm not suppressing it. I'm using it and I'm going to prove somebody wrong. And that's how I'm going to use this anger. So however you want to process your anger, do so in a way that helps benefit others or yourself. Use that anger again for good, not evil. I feel like uh, all the time when I say that, I immediately think of like Star Wars or Star Trek or something like that. So anyway, thank you for everything that you do. And please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. And above all else, be a healthy, angry unicorn. If you're going to be a unicorn, have healthy anger. Thank you again for all that you do.